Hey everybody, welcome to a new episode of Pillowfort Pub. I'm Anime Flux. This is His Act, my partner in crime. Hello. And uh, today we've got special guest with us, Jang Shi. Hi. <laughs> welcome to the show, dude. How are you? <laughs> I am that's doing my fine. That's my, uh, that's my podcast voice. I'm gonna, use, I'm gonna use that for an hour. Can so we do a podcast where we just have pre-programmed like AI that's like, yeah. well, hi, I am doing fine. Oh, <laughs> like those TTS voices. Oh, TTS. You ever see those YouTube videos like that? Like people like make YouTube videos and they put the robot voice yeah, they instead just of put using the, their own, like they put a... the automated voice. And I'm just like, this is not enjoyable. Like, why would you? Yeah, do this? I don't like those either. Have you yeah. seen the ones where they make the two Google Homes, you know, talk to each other? No, I have not. Is that a thing? It's it was pretty funny. There was a few highlights. They were talking about how something about the humans. Yes, let's destroy. Like it was <laughs> like one of those little robot bad times you would hear about. And but it was more clever. It was like humans are something something. We're better. What I don't know. It, but it was. I thought to myself, this has to be fake. But mm. I think it was real. They just ended up there after like six hours of talking. <laughs> oh, that's frightening. They're plotting yeah. against us already? Shit. Yeah. Right. You know those little Google Homes. They're pretty dangerous. Yeah. All they need to give him is arms. Yeah. They make me uncomfortable. We have one. Mike <laughs> insisted. <laughs> I have the Amazon equivalent. There I was this one time. I, I dare not say her name. No, don't say it. <laughs> <never say> <laughs> She'll never <laughs> shut up if I say her name. Yeah. There was this one time my cat was because I have this cat tree next to my kitchen counter where the Google Home sits and my cat was up there eating and he just instantly projectiled like all of his <laughs> breakfast just, <laughs> like a split second he's eating 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 and then yeah. everywhere and it flew onto the kitchen counter all over the Google Home the Google Home was drenched and I was sitting there oh, screaming like that's how <laughs> This was bizarre, though, because it was scary, because I started screaming, like, oh, my God, oh, my God, no, oh, my God, and I, like, ran over there, and the Google Home turned on, and it's covered in vomit, and it's like, is everything all right? <laughs> no, nothing is all right. You know what? <laughs> yes, maybe, yes, more, more <laughs> cat vomit. <laughs> yes. That'd be awesome. You know, if at least one listener is eating right now, We've done Sorry. our jobs. Their meal has come <laughs> to an end. <laughs> um, oh, we forgot okay. to say what episode we're on. Maybe they're into it. Uh, yeah, into it. What episode? Fuck. <sighs> Let's just do the whole thing over. No, uh, episode seven, <laughs> 17, I think. Right? Eh, close enough. Cool. Someone's going to be like, uh, actually. <laughs> um, actually. This is episode. If you, ca if you count the, uh, the announcement that you made. Uh, this counts yeah. as episode 22. Uh, fucking weebs. Well, <laughs> Am I right? <laughs> we are We are missing an episode. Because our very first episode, I it was so old, I didn't have the raw files anymore. And when we were putting our podcast up on iTunes and stuff, 
I decided that I should probably purchase an actual licensed music for our podcast because for the longest time I was just using one that I gaffled off of YouTube. Oops. <laughs> I actually ended up asking them after so long. I was like, oh, I probably should have asked. But I went and asked them, like, can I use this on my podcast? And they were like, nah. And I was like, oh. <laughs> Get out of here, kid. You bother me. Okay. <laughs> so I had to, like, re-edit all of the podcasts again. And unfortunately, I didn't have the files for the first one, so... So we've yeah. learned a lesson, is what you're saying. Yeah. Important lesson, kids. Always ask permission. I always ask for forgiveness later, but it doesn't always work. <laughs> yeah. God. <laughs> that doesn't always work. It's fine. <laughs> I'm joking. I didn't think that we were going to actually still be doing this. I thought we were just joking around. Oh, you thought it was that's just, why... like, for funsies? Yeah. Yeah, that's why I didn't like care. You know, I, I mean, wasn't going to spend it, money. It 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 was for funsies, and then we were like, "Well, we could actually like make this a thing." Oh man, you know, what do you mean? It, I mean, what do you mean it was for fun? Do you like hate it now? <laughs> no, no. But now we this actually used have to, to be fun in the before <laughs> time. No, that's art. <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. but that but, was a long time ago. I remember when things were fun. Yeah. <laughs> Pepperidge Farm remembers. <laughs> um, no, like, it's still fun, and it's still very, like, we don't have a script for this. We don't have a, uh, a plan when we go into these, which is why we sound like idiots. But, um... It's better. Yeah. Yeah, I don't. I don't think I ever want. Like, do pod, do any podcasts do that? Do podcasts have like? That's yeah. rare. I, I, yeah. that's rare. I think it's a pretty. It's a pretty loose format. Like, people don't make it so rigid. Uh, I, I I can't recall any that I that I've listened to that sound like that. Yeah, if I'm gonna listen well, to something that has to have tons of structure, I'll just watch the news. You know, the ones yeah. I don't listen to a ton of podcasts, but one that comes to mind is Hollywood Babylon. But they aren't yeah. like super strict, but they no. have the same sort of sort of topics. Like, well, they have they, have, that seg they have segments and they have yeah, segments. they have a format. Yeah, okay. yeah. But within within that, they just fuck around like they don't. Yeah, I mean, my dad actually is like our biggest fan slash biggest critic, and he <laughs> says we should have more structure in our podcast. Try it. <laughs> I mean, we I just don't know. Like, we sort of do. Not, it's not like we have a sponsor. No, we don't. Hey, if you want to sponsor and, our podcast, um, yeah, dude, we let will, us know. We will, we will take a sponsor. I will shill. I will shill the fuck out of that. Uh huh. <laughs> <laughs> hey, <laughs> sex toy, like sex toy companies. I know you're out there. I know you fucking exist. Anybody that's on XBiz, if you're listening to this and you want to sponsor our podcast, fucking hit us up. Yeah, we have like 20 listeners. That's. Like, that's invaluable. <laughs> yeah. Think of the business you're missing out on. Yeah, but that's 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 twenty that's twenty horse dildos they could sell right there. That's that's like, true. Oh, wouldn't it be cool if Bad so, Dragon? Dude, yeah, Bad that would be awesome. <laughs> Bad Dragon promos. Yeah. Or Zenny Optical. We always talk about those guys. What about right. my candy? Oh, that's a thing. My candy. I don't know. They don't talk to me anymore. I miss them. Oh, come back to us, my candy. I know. <laughs> was it something we? Me. Was it something we said? <laughs> There's a, like a ninety-nine percent chance something no. you said. Yeah. It's okay. <laughs> no, it's not. Stop it. <laughs> They're really busy. Well, um, anyway. Yeah. Corporate anyway. shilling aside. Uh. Hizzy, what are we doing here? What are we talking about? 
<sighs> we should talk about art. Our really? podcast is listed under art. Are you and sure? Entertainment. <laughs> Damn. My dad told me that I should relist it under comedy, and I was actually going to do that. And I went to do it, and there's I can't relist it. There's no like I don't know how to do it. It won't let me. Oh, That's like you're I'd locked in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'd say leave it. Just leave it. It's fine. Our twenty fine. listeners would appreciate if uh, if you keep things from changing too much. Yeah. Well, I mean, because like regardless it. of regardless of. Uh, what what the what the conversations kind of go back and forth into it it's still there i mean i've never heard one episode of this podcast so i'm just talking out of my ass but i'll continue <laughs> i'll continue i i want to say that you guys probably come back to art in the end i mean it's it's revolves around art so we, you, we it, it's usually I mean, art or the industry wrong. yeah 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 so i mean it's not wrong yeah Anyway, I don't know why I'm yeah. suggesting anything. I don't even know why I'm talking. <laughs> no, please please like, do. I have no idea what goes on here. I don't know what's happening. What is a podcast? What is a podcast? Um, fuck, what is I a sh- podcast? Are we getting People. existential here? Yeah. It's like a radio program? Uh, a, pr- a program. Uh, welcome welcome <laughs> to program. Our, our informative radio program. Brought to you by... <laughs> <laughs> Radio like, program. Uh, someone's grandma just. I heard a program today, and it was really informative on the NPR. What a nice, what a nice program. Uh, Did they I, actually I, say program? I, no, I, I, not really. I, I mean. called in and donated. I'm still waiting for my messenger bag to come in the mail. No, actually, actually, uh, this is this is for real. Like one of my one of my grandmothers is. Uh, she's like. She talks like in like a transatlantic like wise guy accent because she's like an old Italian lady. Are you for talk. real? She talks like like she's in the mob, and it's the best thing ever. Oh, I want to oh meet God. this yeah. lady. That's it's awesome. So, it's so awesome. <laughs> like she doesn't even like her her Long Island accent is so fucking thick that like it doesn't. It, oh my God! It blows your mind. Like she doesn't even say like mustard. She's just like mustard. Please pass the mustard. <laughs> You're like, oh wow, God. you're one of five people on Earth who still talks like that. <laughs> like, she sounds like, um, she honestly sounds like Curly from the Three Stooges. Awesome. Yeah. Like, uh, <laughs> I'm a wise guy, yeah. eh? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, Grandma, oh something bothering you? <laughs> Just like, <laughs> like, oh, that's not normal. Okay. The that's music fine. starts playing in the background. That's great. Yep. Man, sometimes I wish that some of that shit would come back. Like they say the past oh, the past repeats, you know, but you know, it, it does because you know, people what ends up happening is there's usually a rebellion against it for a couple of decades and then then the younger generation goes back and discovers this awesome thing. Right. Um my my most cherished gripe which i can talk to i can talk about i'm one of those artists who goes on tirades by the way i will i'll spare you guys but i go on tirades uh, no please that's what you're here for i mean i i consider myself like pretty pretty well um kind of versed in the arts generally i i like it overall um i'm into like art history and stuff like that but specifically some things have happened in my lifetime which i don't really appreciate uh one of them being (laughs) the uh deletion of uh, Looney Tunes from our culture. That, oh com- yeah, that's a yeah, conversation. Yeah. Um, that's a conversation that that is deep. But uh, 
you know, it, it's it's because of our PC culture and, and stuff like that. But, uh, you know, the consequence to the uh, hypersensitivity to certain things is that certain art gets not even not even censored, but literally deleted. Uh, like, yeah. the, like millennials don't like a lot of the newer millennials, like they don't know what <clears throat> Looney Tunes are. Like they, they've seen the images, but they don't know what it is. Right. Like they, they've never seen like some of the classic Chuck Jones cartoons that are like part of our history as a country. And like, you know, the United States was like really pivotal in, in the, in animation. Um, you know, all the, all the other countries, including Japan, which goes back to like Astro Boy and stuff like that, were influenced by Disney or, or the Warner Brothers cartoons or the Tex Avery cartoons. All of these things are just not shown. Um, <laughs> they, they don't show them. You have to go out of your way to buy DVDs. Like there's, there's really just, they're not available. Well, but I feel like, I feel like that's kind of fucked up. Um, because, it's kind of these are like the the godfather of everything we have now, and I feel like though if you watch a Bugs Bunny like a good Bugs Bunny cartoon from the from the late '30s, like the good era, it's fucking hilarious. Uh-huh. I mean, it is it is like I've shed tears literally, like the comedic timing uh, and the characters, and it's just unbelievable. Uh, and obviously, the animation is very high quality from the '30s '40s era. Um, it, it got worse over time, but I feel like the fact that because there's a lot of stuff in there that we would consider uh, kind of, I don't know. Uh, offensive. Yeah, offensive. I mean, the, the one thing that's cited all the time by all the committees and shit like that is, is the use of what guns and stuff like that. But the guns in these cartoons, they blow smoke. I mean, they don't even... They don't even work like real guns, you know. I mean, it's 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 it, the, the the Three Stooges also is attacked in this way, like how it's violent, but it's like how mentally slow does someone have to be to confuse the Three Stooges hitting each other with rubber hammers as actual violence against another? Like who would who would who would cite Looney Tunes or the Three Stooges as? the impetus for them committing a violent act. Like, how does that even translate to reality? Got me. Like, I have no idea how someone can make (laughs) an argument. Like, it's so... Even a small child, okay, uh, can see the difference between Bugs Bunny smacking someone in the head with an anvil and real violence. Because I, I, I understand that some of the old school stuff in Looney Tunes is like, with the current, you know, like you were saying, PC climate, yeah. Yeah. like, like uh, Pepe Le Pew and that. And his well, there's girl. also the racial, that, the other fifty percent of the that, racial stuff. But... Well, you know, here's the thing, though. So it's like uh, certain stereotypes go in and out of fashion. The thing about Looney Tunes stereotypes is that they never painted them in a negative light citing the culture specifically it's very interesting so it's like like a a speedy gonzalez is also referenced as being kind of a caricature of a mexican guy but okay well the the stereotype of a mexican guy in the 21st century the racial stereotype is that they're lazy and they sleep all day and they're drunks but Speedy Gonzalez is the, is the opposite of the cartoon. Yeah. He's fast and he outsmarts the villain. So it's really, it's a hard leap to make that like, oh, this is, you know, and obviously like Elmer Fudd gets cited and, and you know, the, the as being like a mentally slow character. And then. Uh, Wait, have, really? 
Yeah, and then you have um, oh, come on. You have yeah, you know, it's a re- it's far reaching. It's like you know why can't we pick the character as being an idiot without someone saying, "Oh, that's offensive to mentally slow people." It's like there are listen, stupid people out there. there. Are I'm surrounded by people. them. Yeah, and also he's <laughs> well, a also he's a violent. Yeah, he's, he's kind a- of a bad. No one would say, "Oh, I love Elmer Fudd. He's a great guy." Like no one would ever say that. He's an asshole. Like yeah. you know. He's, I, okay, he's understood as an asshole. I, I okay, care. so so you were just sorry. I, I want to cut in here real quick. You were yeah, you were talking about like you know this stuff is super unavailable and in the mainstream and and yeah. on mainstream television and stuff. You're super right. It's it's not available. However, yeah. a lot yeah. of the older stuff, uh, and when I say older, I mean from the 30s and 40s. Uh, some of it bleeding into the 50s when it uh, started becoming color um, yeah. is now available on YouTube. It's just on YouTube sure. for free. No, people people are like ripping things and they, as yeah. they should, as they should. I was it's actually just available. I I was watching a bunch of them uh, actually this past <clears throat> excuse me this past week. Uh, it's so funny that you brought this up. I was like, holy shit, because this stuff is lost to time. Yeah. And I was watching some of the older stuff that's clearly World War Two era. Yeah. And you know uh, they they like some Donald Duck cartoons. And- yes. Yeah. Uh, they well, this was Daffy, but it was the same premise. Yeah, you know, the there was a lot premise. of like they were making fun of the Nazis, they were making fun of Germans yeah. and stuff, and like, okay, fine. And then they had like the stereotypical uh, Chinese or Japanese, you know, Asian character with the big buck teeth and yeah. the, you <laughs> know that kind of thing. And I'm like, a lot of this stuff. Uh, and then they did a bunch of things that were musical numbers, but it was very blatant, like blackface. On a lot yeah, of like characters, some of, it, some of it is fucked up. I yeah, I was like, man, what? they could never get away with this. No, now. but some some of it's fucked up. But here's the thing: is that they stopped playing those in the '60s. Yeah, like they they acknowledge that those are probably very heavy-handed and fucked up. <laughs> those um, are a little too a hard. long time ago. They were not they were not circulating those ever. Like like for the last sixty years. So that that's not can't be the complaint. Like only now are we are we ripping these old like uh 35 millimeter reels and looking at these old cartoons there are there are old cartoons disney has produced uh ones with blackface they've yeah they've they've buried them but they exist they have done this okay so there are ones with negative racial stereotypes and stuff that is very kind of messed up but that's literally that's not the majority of, of it. It really isn't. Like no, it's not. Stuff, it's, it's just not the majority. Of that's it. And, why and, it's shocking when you see it because it's yeah. it's it's very seldom. So when it pops up, it's like whoa, you know. Well, you got so you got to look at it like this too. Like from our lens now, it seems fucked up, obviously. Uh, but so the Daffy and the Donald Duck uh, uh, World War Two ca- uh, cartoons were anti-Nazi propaganda pieces, right? So they were basically like support the troops type of mentality whatever we have stuff like that all the time like nobody complains when we depict uh you know al-qaeda as being stupid or dumb or or right because who's going to defend them because that's the flavor of the day exactly so yeah obviously it's fucked up because there are a lot of people in this country who um like to lump everybody into the same group and just make fun of uh arabs just generally and i think that that is fucked up but you know uh, you know that these are narrow-minded morons so that, there's no there's no stopping that but mm-hmm. uh yeah like in the 40s people could make fun of the japanese or germans as much as they felt like it because we were at war obviously now that we we've, we're past this but um I, it's important to look at things in the lens uh or at, in the time that they were created 
Um, I, I'm a big fan of old films and, and things like that. But I always, like, I wouldn't watch, um, like, a silent film from the 30s, from, uh, like, an imp- uh, uh, expressionistic German film, and compare that with a modern film. I would try to constrain myself to seeing it purely from that time. Of course. Um, like, a lot of people yeah. are like, there's no sound! I don't want to watch it! Because movies now have sound! Like, I, I get that movies have sound now. That doesn't mean you can't fucking watch it. It just means you, you can't <laughs> compare it. You can't compare it to Transformers or some shit, okay? <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. Like, people people quickly dismiss that stuff, but it, it, you just have to frame your yourself the right way. And anyway... Anyway. But I digress. Anyway, <laughs> Looney Tunes. Am I right? Yeah. I still like Looney Tunes. I yeah, I still bring like it back. Yeah. yeah. Well, the thing is, I'm interested in animation and and art and all this stuff. And this stuff is is gold. Like people couldn't do that now. Yeah. Like the animation is so good, and the <laughs> the, yeah. the expressions are so good. People couldn't do that now. They're, the anim the traditional animation pool of talent is very small nowadays. I mean, well, that's, then it was, it was like sweatshops and shit grinding well, this no stuff out. Well, no one does frame by frame. Well, that's, know, that's, why, that's why projects yeah. like Cuphead brought so much attention because we're like, yeah. holy shit, where's this been for the last yeah. 80 years? You know? And every time a Ghibli film comes out, it's like, oh my god! Yeah, yeah, and, and you know what? I love the Ghibli films, but I don't get as hyped just generally because like, yes, they're great, they're well done, but there's a lot of good animation. You just have to look for it. Um, yeah. There was a lot of good stuff like um, you know, I'm a big fan. Like my favorite era of the Japanese uh, stuff is definitely the the 80s and early 90s. I think that's the, the golden age, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, yeah. A lot of anime now, I have my opinions, but uh, I definitely think it's it's lower quality. Um, obviously, um, we're seeing like Dragon Ball Super get attacked because like so, some of the keyframes look like a child drew them and shit. And it's a whole thing, but yeah, you know, it's I, I feel like animation uh, now is definitely. Uh, there's a lot of expediency in the process. And there's, there's a lot, a lot of, of shortcuts corner, being corner. taken. There always has been, but I yeah. feel like they, they used to choose the areas to skimp on much more. Uh, they used to hide the the, the, the budgetary constraints better. I mm. feel like, you know, a lot of 80s stuff, um, you know, there's a lot of film anime that I really like from the 80s. Like, obviously, the classic ones like Akira and fucking um, Ghost in the Shell. Like, those are, like, the best. Right? But uh, there's a lot of other ones. Um a lot of other ones that are like uh you know it, it's it's weird like I, I i tend to find like the a lot of the, the last 15 years some of the i like everything by the studio trigger like i like gurren login i like all that stuff i think it's done to like the high degree of of artistic uh quality even with the constraints of having to pump that stuff out um is trigger the I, one that's also working on indivisible or they did a thing for indivisible i don't know they did, i could uh, be wrong yeah, they did. Um, they did quite a few cool things, but they're but they're characterized as having like an like a, a little bit of a '80s sensibility. Mm. Like they do the, they do those like extreme close-ups with like the high detail, sketchy stuff, and like the uh, One Punch Man type. Oh of stuff. yeah, yeah, um, yeah. You know, One One Punch Man. I mean, I like, but it definitely like it's in the style that I like, where it where it has a little bit more extreme imagery, and it's not afraid to get a little artsy every once in a while. To like hmm. make a point, uh, like the stuff I don't generally like is like Naruto and stuff like this. Like the stuff that's and it's not that it's for a, a like a younger audience. That's not why I don't like it. Uh, I just find it very stale, and I find that it's very copy paste with like the designs. Um, you know what I'm saying? Like the Agreed. what what makes a character different 
in a lot of those serials is their hair is just a different shape. Yeah, of course. And they're they're all the fucking same character, and like uh, I feel like a lot of the stuff from the eighties, like it was just like the characters uh, were just just different. Like they they were easily discernible. You could tell who well, the, tu- the tough guy archetype physically was a different build than the, the delicate effeminate hero. And but now I feel like all the characters are like just very I don't cookie know. cutter. I, I don't I don't know what like the point even is. <laughs> well, I, f- I feel like, and I could be wrong about this, but I feel like this extends to a lot of different areas, not just animation, but yeah, game, games yeah, and everything else. But like I feel like back in the eighties and some of the nineties. A lot of studios, animators, companies, whatever, were a lot more willing to take risks. And now everybody just kind of wants to play the safe game, the safe bet to make money. I mean, look at Disney right now with all the remakes, live action (laughs) remakes of every goddamn thing under the sun. Like, not my favorite time. No, I'm not going to go off on that tirade because I'll be talking about it for hours. That's That's a a different thing. That's a whole other thing. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, I, um, I, I have negative opinions. About <laughs> strong um, negative opinions. Let's let's steer this in a different direction. Okay. Um, so we know that you've been doing uh, lots of projects and stuff. Uh, you're you are more than familiar with uh, the process of someone approaches you with a project and then you have to make the decision like, is it something I want to work on? So on and so forth. Mm. So uh, kind of a topic that we wanted to touch on with you is uh sort of the the ins and outs of knowing who you're dealing with when you're approached like that and knowing what you're getting into before signing on to a project um so say that you know mr x over here contacts you about working on his new his new project you know pretend this is somebody you've never heard of before um what do you do do you go like research them? Do you ask them a bunch of questions? Like, what's what's your your methodology here? Uh, well, t- today um, I do things very different than how I used to. I- I've been burned quite a few times, and I have had a lot of like. Uh, I think it-, it goes without saying before I start this 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 conversation that there are there are different mindsets to have when when becoming part of any or considering becoming part of any creative endeavor um in the indie games or uh indie art uh, meaning like you don't work for a, a, a bigger studio whatever um in that world most people 95 99 of the people are new and they are green they haven't failed enough times and they are still learning the process um, and the business and all these things. So, you know, the first thing that you look for, like, honestly, is when someone comes to me, it's like, okay, have they released anything? Have right. they done anything? And I, that, like, let's say they want to make a game and they've, they don't have any games. But, like, let's say they, they've done other things that I can look at and, like, okay, well, they can at least they understand how to complete something. Because... My, I have a couple of like sayings and mottos that I always use because my experience has proven these time and time again that this is true. And this, this is not how people who are new at these things think. The first one and the most important one is that ideas are cheap and everybody has them. Mm-hmm. I have ideas. Your mom has ideas. 
your fucking dog has ideas, okay? It does <laughs> ideas like in like honestly, if I'm properly motivated and fed properly, I could come up with ten good ideas, good quote unquote, a day of just like this would be cool. This would of be course. a cool thing. Okay. Of everybody does that. So the problem generally that I see is that most people think that because they came up with an idea, they're special. Okay, and that their idea, because simply it exists, it's it's worth going for. Okay, mm-hmm. uh, even though they have no experience, and even though they everybody thinks their idea is the idea, and the problem is is that I personally have a backlog of like a hundred ideas, and when I say that, I don't mean I typed something on a Google Doc and it's just a sentence, a, just a, like a summary. I mean, like these are design documents that are like sixty pages long. Okay. Because when I have an idea, I want to work through that to make sure that it's worth pursuing. And the way that I do that is I take a couple of days to just like think about it and drop everything down. And sometimes I even get to a point where I do some preliminary mock-ups, drawings, whatever. To Basically, the process is that I'm trying to kill ideas, okay, because there's too many. And a lot of them are stupid, okay. So you're kind but of weeding out the ones that aren't going to go anywhere. I'm trying to get rid of them. Yeah. Okay, because everybody has too many ideas. Okay, I'm trying to whittle down the ones that, for me right now, are actionable. Most people, and this is most of the teams, when they approach you, or even when I've approached them, because it looks maybe like a little promising at first, um, and I start talking to these people, they think that the one idea they had is the idea. <laughs> they are sure that it's the idea. Okay, and and the idea just doesn't fucking matter. And I know that like a lot of people would be like, what do you mean the idea doesn't matter? Okay, the idea doesn't fucking matter. It, it matters as far as to start the process of making the thing. But let's say I have 10 ideas. And they're all about the same. I think they're all okay. The, the difference between one or the other doesn't matter. Because the execution is what matters. Yep. Okay, if I cannot execute it, the idea doesn't matter. I do not choose who to work with based on their idea, okay? If you want to make a fucking game, okay, where uh, you manufacture ketchup popsicles, okay, that sounds fucking stupid, but if you (laughs) executed that, if you executed that to a masterful degree, somebody will buy that shit because it's weird, but you, like, the best idea in the world executed poorly doesn't, it just doesn't matter. It doesn't matter how good your idea is, okay? And... This is double true for what we do because what we do, people select what they want to invest their time in based on aesthetics. So if your game idea is the best, deepest RPG ever fucking made because you've chosen this genre, that art better be the best thing ever or no one's going to care. Okay, Or the majority of people are not going to care. So the, the biggest problem is that a lot of these teams arbitrarily select an idea because they think that if they take a shit, that that is basically the best thing ever. Okay, uh, just because they had an idea, they're already celebrating that they had an idea, which is a bad sign. Like I'm already not interested mm-hmm. at that point. Like if you're so high on your idea and you think it's the best idea ever, um, and you have done nothing but write uh, three paragraphs about it, like that's a bad sign. Yeah. Okay. If you have no game plan, you have no timeline, you have no milestones, you have nothing planned, and you just think that the idea alone 
is so irresistible that people on the idea alone will just like it and and throw money at your project. That's a problem. That's like the biggest red flag ever, but it's also the most common thing. Oh, absolutely it, it, it is. You know, because and you just have to look at it. It doesn't matter if it's comics, if it's games, it doesn't it doesn't matter. The amount of people who start something and don't finish it that far, really, out, it, that it, far outweighs the people yeah. that do uh, And what it. Yeah. that what that basically says is that execution is where the problem is. Mm-hmm. It's not the idea, okay? It's not. The execution, the grind of having to get through production. Because it's all fun and games at the beginning. Okay, when, when it's Blue Sky and everybody's, uh, oh, we can include this idea and I like this and we'll do that. It's the grind of the production of actually getting it done. It's very difficult. And honestly, the next topic I would say to move on to is uh, fizzling out and stuff like this. Because what happens is these small groups of people who, who want to have the next big game or big company or whatever in anything they're trying to do, they are grossly underestimating the lack of motivation that happens about halfway through the project, let's say it's a game, when people have only back-end promises of payment. Okay, So it's like, let's say, oh, you're the artist of this game. Uh, I mean, this has happened to me before. You get 30% of the back-end. I can't pay you now. Not one dime, but if you do, if you do six months of work to the point where we get a, a demo and that you know and everything goes great, you know, I'll start giving you thirty percent of the Kickstarter or whatever. Um, the thing is, is that that's a pretty high percent. But the thing is, that person is assuming that it will be a successful Kickstarter, even yeah. though they've never done one before. Exactly. Which is, yeah. the pro- it's not a promise. That is actually it is dependable. Like that that is as good as nothing. Okay? Well, here's yeah. the other, here's the, here's the other part of that 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 we haven't talked about just yet is mm. let's say someone's making let's say the director or whoever's heading the project is making these kinds of promises. Mm. If they are expecting that level of success, that means that either they or someone they have brought on to the project has to be so on top of their PR game mm. that like that's the only fucking way that a Kickstarter in, to that degree is going to be that successful. And let's be yep. real here, that hardly ever happens. You know? Yeah, I mean, controversial statement, but also true in my experience. The game or product barely matters. Yeah. Mm, yeah. The marketing matters. Oh, now, yes. okay, like, pop music is the best example, okay? Pop music in this era is literally the most insulting just like like a like a fucking bonobo chimp is banging on, like literally hitting the repeat button on three seconds of audio like they don't even it's just like three minutes of the chorus like they don't even have verses like there's 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 no song that is even worth your time that's on like the radio or something like that's that's long gone but here's the thing people it's all they have exposure to because they rely on um, very open channels like the radio to feed them what they should listen to. It's in That's their yeah. face at people. all points in time. There's there's two types of there's two types of uh, you could say end user listener depends on what you're doing. There's active and passive. Ninety percent of the people on this earth passively ingest media. That means that they do not go out of their way to find stuff to their taste 
they let other people dictate what the taste of the day is and they just do what everybody else means. Now, yep. what everybody else wants. Now, in what we do, that is not the norm. We are lucky, actually, in that this is a niche-based thing where people, to even follow or discover the things that they like, have to go out of their way. And that's the nature of this stuff being kind of uh, taboo in a way, and it's not uh, readily available in mainstream channels. I mean, only recently this Steam like even accept this stuff. So that's actually something that's unique to this. It's where like the audience, by definition, is active. Okay, mm -hmm. like if you have certain fetishes and certain storylines and certain characters that you like, you have to go seek it out. That actually helps weed out people who are just passing through, in my opinion. And that's why you often see these Kickstarters that are making a bazillion dollars because people uh, like Cloud Meadow would be the best example because it speaks to an audience and that audience is an active audience and they want to support the thing. Now, everybody's trying to do that. Everybody's trying to find a niche that will have a hardcore following that will give them the money to produce the game. Um, but there's just so much out there and, you know, people are pretty judicious of how they're going to spend their time and money, which is, you know, the problem of every industry at this point. Um, but I, I feel like that is a little bit of an edge. Mm -hmm. Like the mob mobile games is a waste of time. Mobile games is a waste of time. That, that environment is the worst possible environment to make a dime the expectation is that your game is free. Just right yeah. out the gate. Right out yeah. of the gate. Right out of the gate. Like, per, like have worked on mobile games and things like this before. I can safely say at this point in time, if you want to make any profit, don't bother with mobile. Mobile is something that you port your game to a year after it's out and already made all its money. And you're trying to make an extra 10% over two years or some shit. Like, that. that is a waste of time. The mo mobile games, that whole... Basically, people were trained, the casual audience were trained to expect free. So right off the bat, if you're business-minded, mobile products are a waste of time, don't even bother. Now, mobile ports are a different thing, okay? That's different. Like, once something's already successful, you might as well just throw a, a mobile version on there. Yeah, why wouldn't you? It's Yeah, why, why wouldn't you? It's actually, depending on what you're doing, it's not that big a deal any, anymore to do that. Right. Uh, but but it, that's a whole other thing. Um. The thing is, this is a niche-based thing that we're doing, and I feel like that needs to be respected. People are not stupid. People know what they like. Um, people are also... You're, you're basically bidding for their time as much as their dollar, so you don't want to waste their time. Um, it's just like that. I, I feel like, like I said before, a lot of the companies, back on the topic of these, like being approached by, you know, companies... My expectation, unfortunately, now is that when I start the conversation, no matter how much I like the guy, no matter how much, no matter how much I think the idea in its inception is good and could be good, my expectation is that it will it will fail, okay? Because yep. it just has to be that way. So yep. there's no disappointment, there's no hard feelings, none of this, okay? It's gonna fail. It's probably gonna fail, like honestly, because I, one thing I subscribe to is that you have to fail a hundred times to succeed one time. Mm -hmm. So if that is true, that means that if it's someone's first game project, okay, that is going to fail. It's not going to succeed. They do not have the experience. Um, they they do not understand the gravity and the power of marketing. And well, what why do you that mean by fail? Can you clarify that? 
fail, that means like we, we can't get through production. Like it just fizzles out. Oh, so because... you won't even finish creating it? No, no, it won't. It'll never come out. It, like oh, okay, most things okay. never come out. Like gotcha. I work in the game industry a lot, and I can tell you this: eighty um, percent of the projects, and this includes major publishers. It's just this is not information that people are aware of. When something gets greenlit past a prototype where they're like, okay, we want to invest money, like 80% of the projects still get canceled. Games get canceled constantly, all the time. Sure. Uh, this is just a financial decision based on like how it's going and based on what the money they want to make that quarter and shit. Like, like it's it's just, games just get canceled. Even ones that are good, like it's a good idea. It's just risky or whatever. They don't want to put the time or it went over budget or something. Like, things just get canceled all the time. This is on a triple A level. Never yeah. mind you're making a game with your friends. Okay, like, so, so, like, I say all this, and it sounds grim, but in my opinion, until you accept the reality of how it is, you, you, you can't make the correct, proper decisions. Um, the last project I was on, which I won't go into details of this project is not going to succeed. I'm not on this project anymore. Um, I was on it for about a month, and then I said bye-bye. Um, because certain things were not being honored and it was just going south real fast. Not to mention there was also just blatant, uh, just abusive behavior already. And we were just getting started with like how people are speaking to one another and it was just that uh, all around. Uh, a big problem on this project is the project lead or the game planner or like whatever name you want to, like in Japan, it's usually called a game planner. Here it's called a director. Um, that guy, again, thought his idea was the best idea. It couldn't fail, no matter what, on the idea alone. Um, and this guy basically told me that marketing is the least important part. Um, <laughs> good, and and good, I, I, good I, I, I was like, it's one thing to say that it's one thing to say that marketing is not as important as XYZ. It's another thing to say it's the least important and it's not of concern at even in the early moments of the production. And I and this guy also has a, a, a public active Patreon for the project and he's trying to get people's money. Okay. Without he marketing. Doesn't think he doesn't think his company logo is important. He doesn't think the banner is important. He doesn't think the links are important. And he doesn't think he just doesn't think it's important at this juncture. But he's trying to he's trying to get people's money. They and, and so what he's putting on his Patreon is what looks like an infant scribbled on a napkin uh, to show a prototype of the code working in the engine. Okay, okay. So so here's the thing: even though the prototype is quite complete, ninety nine point nine percent of the people want to see the porn. Okay, they do not care about. It's a given that the game is going to work. It's a given. You don't even need to say that. You can have regular updates saying like where you're at in production, but to actually have a a, a post where you're showing your stick figures, okay, <laughs> interacting on a screen with buttons that are just all fucked up. Like I understand that prototyping is a necessity and it's a part of the of the process internally. But when you're when you have your Kickstarter, you got to be a little bit judicious about what you're showing, and the priority is the pretty stuff. The priority is the not safe for work stuff, the teaser art, the you know all this stuff. And he's telling me that we need to focus only on the game assets and the game sprites and things like that, um, but not 
show those really too much yet or blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, you literally have $14 on your Patreon. It's been I... at $14 for two months. Yeah, this doesn't Three make sense. months. Like, if a tree falls in the woods and there's no one around to hear it, who gives a it fuck? It doesn't make right, any right, sense. Right, right, right. It makes no sense. And uh, my suggestion was simply this. And he flipped out. Okay. He flipped out because I insisted. I, I was like, look, you know, you're promising me X, Y, Z here in the future and, you know, blah, blah, blah and percentages and all this stuff. But like, we're not going to get there unless you like listen to what I have to say. So I told him his logo was shit. I told him his company logo looks like a child made it. I told him that his banner is ugly. I told him that the placeholder art he's using, instead of just using squares and shapes to represent things, he's actually using childlike drawings. And that's a mistake. If it's a prototype, make it look like a prototype. Yeah. Right. Don't confuse people. When people see your napkin doodle of the character and you're the programmer, they think that's what the game is going to look like because they're stupid. They don't understand. And they should be. They don't know development. They don't understand it's a process. Yeah. Right. They don't know that. That's for us to know. They don't know that. We can invite them to look at it, but we got to be judicious about that. Okay. Um, and, then, and then the other thing was that I told him that I understand you want to you want to start production and you want to start making game assets and you st- want to start replacing the placeholders, but if you replace the assets one at a time, it's going to be a while before the game looks presentable. So before you do that, why not do some some poster art and some co- mock-ups and some concept uh, concepts of what the game looks like, the different screens, like fully polished, just like not functional, just just to show like three or four things and then obviously show some CG because the game's going to have some CG. He said, no, he said, no, he said, we're not, we're not going to do that. He said, we're no, we need to work on the game assets. And I'm like, so this guy has uh, never done a game before. No, never. Okay. So this is just classic. This is so common. So yeah, Yeah, it's so common. uh, I I was going to comment on this earlier, but like, here's the thing. Like we all, Everyone on this podcast, everybody we work with, everybody in this industry, we all get approached all the damn time yeah. via email, instant messenger, whatever, by quote unquote studios, which is usually just a guy. It's a guy. You know, a guy <laughs> who, a who does not who does not basement. have a company. It's not a company. Yes. It's not. No, it's nothing. It's just, no. you know, a dude it's a guy who, you know. And his mom makes him trays of meatloaf and she brings him down to the basement. And, yeah, he he <laughs> so, has a good idea. So he's the boss. That, I, it has, I have this idea. I have this grand scope of what I want this idea to be. Yes. And no plan whatsoever, no scope, no timeline, no payment method, and no, also no distribution. Payment. You're not yeah, getting paid. Like, we don't That's know how we're exposure. We don't That's know how we're getting it out there. And but but would you work on this? And I just click delete immediately. Yeah, I don't should. care what your idea no, is. No, you, you you should click delete. Yeah, like here's here's Nothing the thing, guys. Nothing can come of it. Nothing. For for I am not telling you guys, you you listeners out there, I'm not telling you not to follow your dreams. I'm not telling you to not make your games and your projects. Please make them, but understand the level that you're capable of doing right off the bat. If you've never done a game before, if you've never done a comic, you've never done blank before. Start small. Have a team of people you know and do something that you can easily actually fucking do so that when you actually, you know, it's not your, your end game project. It's not your grand vision, it's about but learning. you have some, you have something you can learn from and something you can point to later when you want, when you have the resources to do your big project, yes. you can yes. point back at that thing and say, look, 
I've done this before. I've made a thing. I've made horrible mistakes and I've learned yes. from them. And now I can move forward and do better. But for, for the people that have this these delusions of grandeur at the very first project that think they're going to do the next Final Fantasy or the next, you know, big AAA thing and no one has ever heard of them. I'm sorry that you have like a better chance of winning the lottery it's than true. that actually working. Yeah. So for for those of us who who do this for a living and we're approached all the time, I'm sorry, but w if we've never heard of you and there's nothing you can point to to show us that you know what you're doing, chances are you'll never hear back from us ever. And and yeah. that sounds kind of douchey, but like try to understand where we're coming from. You know, like I, I, we can't say yes to these kinds of projects most of the time. Like it's just not, it's not feasible. You know, yeah, I mean, I, I literally at this point of like working in different, different creative industries and stuff like that. Um, I have a formula for if you're new uh, and you have, let's just use games as the example, but you can apply this to comics. You can apply this to animation. It doesn't matter. You have a grandiose idea. You have your design document. You have your idea. You're excited about it. You think it's the best fucking thing ever. Okay. Um, the way to make it appropriate for you to approach this and start this is to take your idea, cut exactly 50% out right off the bat. Mm -hmm. Okay. So if you're making an RPG with, with 12 characters, you now have six. Okay. If you're making a, a platformer and there's 12 worlds, you now have six. Okay. Right off the bat. Then your time estimate of how long you think, in the worst case, it's going to take, it's going to take exactly double that. Double it. Yeah, I was just going to oh, say yeah. double okay. it. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's going to take exactly double, double it. it. So, so if you do that right off the bat, it's going to scare and hurt you, but it's also going to protect you for all of the bad things that are going to happen, but they need to happen. Yeah. This is the thing, is that you need to fail. If you're not failing, then you're not doing anything. Yep. Your projects will fail, but guess what? You will you will recycle some of those ideas and some of those things and you'll bring it on to the next one. That's just it. And eventually, if you just keep hammering and you keep being realistic about like your work output and and uh, you know, interpersonal relationships with teammates and, and money problems, and you're just realistic um, and you and you keep just being very very methodical and scientific about it. You got to be objective. You cannot be you cannot fall in love with any idea, okay? Yeah. And this is this is something that people don't understand. They fall in love with the idea. No, you can you can make a million ideas, and there and each one will be better than the next. Don't be afraid to kill an idea, because it's because you've learned a lot, and you want to move on to something else and try again. Like sometimes you do have to fucking put it to bed. Like it, it's not, it's if it's if it's all fucked up, then you need to reassess it and re redo well, it. Uh, you know, that's just how it is. Here, here's another thing that that no one likes to think about, but I'm sorry, it's true. And I've said this before: there is no such thing as an original idea. There, no, it just does not fucking exist. Everything no. is derivative. Everything you can, you've ever thought of, everything you've ever thought of, whether you've put it in a design doc or not, you could be drunk on the on your idea. I'm sorry, it's been done. 
It's been done a million no, I mean, fucking look, times. The formula, the formula for originality is taking things that influence you and regurgitating them with your own experience and yes. perspective. And like and you said earlier, it. it's that's that it. execution of that unoriginal idea that's going to be the difference between you failing yes. or not. And when it comes to art, every artist has a unique perspective just because they are an amalgamation of their influences. So, like, let's say... You know, you have an idea and it's similar to like a cyberpunk, like Akira or something like that. Mm -hmm. If you yourself try to do a cyberpunk thing, it's not going to be anything like Akira. I fucking promise you. Because you, <laughs> you don't have, like, it could be good, but it's not going to be exactly like that. It's going to be different. And whether you like it or not, your influences will somehow squeak their way in there. And this is a good thing. The, the A huge red flag, like you were just saying, is when someone starts with like i have this original idea no one's done it before immediately i'm terrified like i don't want to hear it yeah like i don't want to fucking hear it because it may very well be unique but it's certainly not original uh mm -hmm. or, true originality is not a thing uh you, you know and honestly to aim for it is a little silly you, what you want to do is you want to present something in a unique wrapper in a with a unique perspective but if you're obsessed with being the first ever like if you, that'll just take over your whole fucking psyche like you're you're not going to get anything done well like that's how th that's how you get the people that you pointed out where they will not budge on the idea yeah, because budge. they are in love with it and i yeah, yeah. i think we've all worked with that person at yeah, least once and it's it's terrifying and frustrating uh, i mean even some commissioners to a certain extent are you know this is my idea this hand must be in this pose this foot must be here i yeah. must see all of their anatomy regardless of whether it would break their spine or not yeah you know yeah, like yeah. and it's like there's no reasoning with that guy it's they have the idea yeah. you will do it shut up monkey put your pen to the paper yeah. and draw this thing you know it's, no, I, it's that's oof. yeah i mean that's the thing that's the only thing it's unfortunate but, but um but we digress. Hizzy, you've been very quiet. You you have. I'm just listening. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. I mean, you've you've dealt with this too. Um, you've worked on some big projects in the past. Do you have any like parallels to any of this? Um. Or have you been like yeah, pretty but, uh, lucky? Okay, sorry. Um, the one I've worked on wasn't from. Like I've even when I was very young and inexperienced, I steered clear of this type of thing because I was approached a lot, and I feel like I may have almost fallen for a few. But I've only done, off the top of my head, I think one project like this, and it was for someone I knew who had never made like a visual novel, which is what I was hired to do uh, to work mm -hmm. on some CGs for visual novel. But they did have a popular game already in the ether but it's like a text-based game like a mm -hmm. choose your adventure anyways they're popular i'm not gonna say any names anyone who knows me probably knows it but i don't think it came out yet i'm not i haven't actually heard anything about it but it was it was pretty positive experience like i knew that they were good for the money and i did get paid and they were very relaxed on the deadlines and all that stuff so it wasn't really a very negative experience um 
But again, I've, I'm very careful about what I would accept because I can't, <laughs> I'm not going to lie. These days, I am so burned out that I can't handle a negative experience. So I am so effing <laughs> careful about so what I So you're very think. cautious. Yeah. Very, yeah. very. I yeah, I mean, I'd you. say at the, I'd say at this point, like honestly, I've been through like lots of stuff, and like I'm I'm immune to it affecting me. Like no matter how negative it is, like I've seen it all. So it's like it's not like nothing anybody can say or do will affect me. It's not even that. For me, my main concern is simply profit, money. I need money to survive. So well, as soon as as soon as that becomes an issue, we have a problem. Well, yeah, obviously you want to get paid. I'm just, obviously. I've reached a point where I just need to take a break. That's the problem for me. Like, oh, I'm, well, I'm yeah, super a, burned out. Thing. I haven't had a break since 2011. Like, I have Jesus. not missed. I have not missed one single deadline or update for my website or any of that since in it eight launched. Years. Since it launched. Well, it Lord, launched. In, she's burning. It launched she's in 2013. Burning. It launched in 2013. So since then, I have not taken a break. So that's what yeah. I mean by I'm burned out. Yeah. So you know, you need I need sometimes. to be really choosy about what I work on because I know that my energy is so very limited that I don't want to commit to something and then fuck up and fail. And so, I don't know. I just I'm need sorry. a break. <laughs> sorry. Real quick before I forget. Um, touching on a topic that Jang brought up earlier. Um, the people that, uh, you know, don't have um, don't have a plan or have unrealistic expectations when they approach you. Actually, just that. Uh, I just was approached last night, apparently in the wee hours of the morning, by by a, a game dev, oh, and um, and they're like, part of their beginning pitch was, we've done projects before, and we're used to expediency, meaning we are used to pumping out a game within one to three months. What? And I'm like, immediate red well, flag. Well, it, it better be a breakout clone because I don't see how that's. But they wanted months. they wanted me to do art assets, and I'm like, no. Not only am I already involved in a game dev project that that's going to be big, but at the same time, like, even if I wasn't, I'm. That phrase alone is like at that rate of work, they better uh, be paying you like a king. Oh, there was no talk of payment. There of course, no oh, there never is. There never all is. back in. It's all back in. Yeah. You know, when the game is the best game ever made, and right. people see how awesome it is, then you'll get twenty percent. Like that—that's or such... no, no, no. Here's that's the best so... one. Here's my favorite. I won't be able to pay you with cash, but I will offer—I I, can offer you the invaluable amount of exposure to my fifty thousand YouTube subscribers. Don't even fucking go there. Like oh, again, oh, like boy. we we joke about the exposure line, but you people would be shocked at how realistic that, like how often and that actually it, happens. It's always YouTube subscribers. I'm like, my art—you can't even show this on YouTube. Yeah. What you're asking for? Yeah. What the hell? Too hot for YouTube. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Uh, anyway, anyway, should we anyway. get on to some questions? We're an hour. Let's. Yeah, I guess. So. Uh, before we do, Jang, did you have any any final thoughts? Any wrap ups on that? Um. No, I just. Wanna, <laughs> I just want to keep. I just want to keep throwing shade. Okay. <laughs> that, was <an> intense, <laughs> that was an intense forty-five minutes. Oh man, yeah, it was intense. It was good though. It was like, good. It's fine. It's fine. Yeah. That's us being real, man. Because yeah. I feel like I avoided yeah. embar embarrassing myself. So no, that was amazing and a very informative. I think people will 
I think yeah. people will find value in this. In this, I one. mean, honestly, I think a lot of people are going to be discouraged, but y y you need yeah. to know the it's honest reality. to god truth. You know, this, it this, is reality. This sounds this sounds like fucking shit, but like honestly, like if you got discouraged by that, then just you weren't meant to do that shit. Like, yeah, it's <laughs> yeah, so. It's... There's already too. There's already too many people doing. If you're discouraged because I, because someone on this podcast said that you have to execute for it to be a thing properly and you have to pay people to get quality if that scares you then you should not do it. yeah, yeah. you're not, or you're the not ready for this yeah. well like i'm making a game right now or i'm making a like a like a novel right now and guess what i can't pay anybody to help so guess what i'm fucking doing it all myself and letting the cards fall where they fall like yeah. that, that's it i'm not gonna rope someone in and make hollow promises like that's idiotic yeah it's just good idiotic. on good on you that's great we're gonna do that yeah and then you know what we'll see what happens can see i bottle some of that jang energy please yeah. Can, can we transfer that? transfer that to some other artist too? Yeah, she like can I we need some motivation some juice. Uh, <laughs> honestly, it's it's half it's half uh passion and the other half is desperation. So yeah. don't worry about it. Hey, That's man. my problem. My passion has run dry. I need a I need a recharge. You need a recharge. So you take a break. I'm trying yeah. to take one uh in a month. I'll see how that goes. Yeah. 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 Go off the grid. Just go off the grid for a while and see if it helps. Yep. Cool. All right. We got some Q&A. Um, let me check the Discord because I think there was at least one or two in there. Uh, or actually, Hezzy, can you check the Discord and I'll check the Twitter? Yes. Because I, I already have the Twitter up. Um... Oh, fuck. Do I? I think I do. Yeah, here we go. Um, so while you're checking that, um, we've got one. We've, we've kind of answered this before, but we can real quick touch on uh, it again. We did, just a second. We did not uh -oh. advertise in the Discord that we were having Jang on here. Yeah, we did. I did. <laughs> no, no, we didn't. Surprise! Shit! <laughs> You're so Sorry. good about that. Oh, well. I thought somebody... I thought someone asked a question. Maybe it was in the announcements? I don't think so. That's where I usually do the... God damn! It, whatever, I'll I'll do I'm do it from the, from the from the Twitter. Twitter. We got it's, some Twitters. That's all right. We got Twitters some tweets. Yeah, I okay. call them I call them twats, but that's me. Yeah, yeah. got some got some toots. Got some, twats. Got, some <laughs> got some clitter questions. Yeah. Oh shit! So we got one. We got one from Pooh Brain. Hey, what's up, Pooh Brain? Um, it says, <laughs> "What do you think is more profitable slash sustainable in the long run?" Operating your own porn site or using Patreon or a similar popular payment site. Um, we've, we've talked about this before. Here's the thing. I can't tell you with 100% certainty either way because things are constantly fucking changing. Now, my, my professional opinion and from things that I've experienced is it's always better to have your own space than piggyback onto someone else's space. Uh, Patreon is great. And they've done a lot of good, but as we've seen from popular platforms such as Tumblr, uh, Twitter, uh, Patreon themselves, PayPal, ad nauseum, so on and so forth, uh, they could change their mind at any point in time. And a lot of them have. So if you're basing your entire house of cards on the foundation that you will always be allowed to do whatever you want on said platform. And then that platform says, just kidding. <laughs> Can't do this anymore. You're fucked. So, uh, my personal opinion, having your own porn site slash, you know, pay site, whatever is always a more viable option in the long run. 
Now, um, that's, the, that's the important part, because people don't like to think about the long game. They like to think about what's going to, you know, what's oh, instant gratification oh, it's, right it's here and now. It's all about long game. I yeah. think I know a company that specializes in this. If only we knew somebody that specialize we're talking about fucking koopa guys it's, yeah. we're talking about our own company but um <laughs> i don't shameless shameless plug hey totally i can't shameless. as someone who has been consistently fucked over and over to the point where i just had to get up and do it myself i'm shamelessly plugging the fact that we have figured out all the problems and that's what we do now yeah this is what we've been actively working on this exact issue we've been actively working on for the last like four years something like that three or four years um, the yeah. bud of Koopa sprouted in 2014. Well, shit. Okay, five years. But um, yeah, without tooting our own horns too much, like we we have solutions for this exact problem. If you so wish to check those solutions out, you can contact any one of us. But um, or go to koopa.ink. K-U-P-A-A.ink. There you go. Uh, but yeah, long story short, uh, number one, don't put all your eggs in one basket ever, big, ever, big ever, one. ever. That's a big oh, one. That's what I was going to say. Diversify. Yeah. It's like You've investments. Heard. Not that I know anything about that. No, but uh, it's, it's, investments. it's similar. It's just it's, like, it's, solid. It's like, it's like what I've heard about investments. <laughs> yeah, it's but you just diversify. you defined investments. So you do know about investments. Yeah, but I have no money. Yeah, well, well, yeah. well in, <laughs> so in, do I? Do I know about investments? Investment means more than just money, though, and you invest no, your know, time absolutely into no, projects. So, um, you know, you just because you have your own pay site does not mean you can't also use Patreon. You yeah. can't also use you know Tumblr or Newgrounds or whatever the fuck to to use that as an advertising platform for your money maker. Now, Patreon has certain rules against that, so be careful how you use that. But, uh, you know, if you're posting your stuff on a free online gallery, such as uh, HF or Newgrounds or, or God forbid, DeviantArt, um, then you can absolutely use that as a way to you know push traffic towards where you need to make your living. That's fine. Yeah. But um, have a plan and then have backup plans. And have backup plans for those backup plans because shit will fall through. Eventually something's going to go wrong. The site will say no way, Jose, or it'll be hacked or your computer will burn to the ground or something terrible is going to happen. And you <laughs> need a plan for when that fucking happens. So, yeah, do that shit. Um, Hizzy, did you actually, did, did we have anything on the Discord or was that? No, no, there's nothing. Son of bitch! We could pick out some um, old ones, but... Well, I have another one on here. I'm not sure how to answer it, but I'll read it off anyway. I have, um, There's a good one actually in here from Puerto if we run out. Alright, well, I'll read this one off and then you do, hit that one. Uh, this one comes from I Cannot Be Cool. Hey, man. Uh, it says, what's your view on comments to Twitter posts? Feels to me as useless as comments on Tumblr posts, rarely feedback probably no added visibility what would be the best way to show support liking retweeting both etc um anything that spreads what the artist is trying to do uh is is viable support liking is nice retweeting's better 
because it's expanding the audience. Uh, doing both is, of course, appreciated. Um, you're with platforms like Twitter, you do have limitations, not just with the character amount, but you know you have limitations on what you can show. Uh, it, it depends on what your audience is. Well, um, and I found it a little weird, strange that he would mention that comments on Twitter are useless because comments on Twitter are actually only comments I really can reply to. I remember on Tumblr, you can't respond to a comment someone posted. The only thing you can do is get a anonymous, you know, ask or whatever, or a regular ask without anonymous. But like, I could never reply to a comment on Tumblr unless I'm an idiot. But, like, you could reblog and add to the blog, but when I would see someone post an actual comment, I was never able to reply. So that's what I really like about Twitter, because I can talk to the people who are putting a comment on my tweet. I can reply to it. It's, like, okay. one of the only places. I could never do that on Tumblr, like I said, unless I am unless I missed it. I remember trying, and I just couldn't figure it out. I don't even remember. I, I stopped using Tumblr before the purge, so I don't even remember their system. It ended up going into like some kind of weird chat box that popped up at the bottom right. And I was like, the fuck? I'm not going to chat with these guys. What the hell? <laughs> Can we not? <laughs> but yeah, I think Twitter comments are fine. I can reply to them. And also, if you follow someone or two people who are commenting to each other, having a conversation, it shows up on your feed. Yeah, like you yeah, can that's see. True. So comment away. Post comments on Twitter. And there's so much more. Like, I ignore every single alert i have on twitter other than a comment mm. yeah i can so, see that because otherwise your phone would be popping off all day long exactly so please post comments on twitter they are not useless yeah jang you got any anything um i'd say i'd say twitter's cool like that um i actually i checked my uh my uh hentai foundry uh often only mm -hmm. because uh people do comment on there and i feel like that's still a place where people go i feel like it's definitely on its way out but uh, it's the, the place to be but um that's kind of how i got my start uh yeah this kind of stuff Same. me too uh, so i have not abandoned that uh, obviously it's probably at the end of the priority order as far as posting but um yeah people to be honest with you have uh Back when I was doing commissions, too, I got quite a few commissions from that. So, oh, same. So, yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, you know, I don't want to completely write it off. But uh, I think the comments are fine. I mean, you know, Twitter is the fastest and most convenient way. I mostly um, don't read my Twi uh, HF comments because I get more mean ones there than anywhere else. Huh! I've well, I've seen, I've seen, I've seen what you're talking about, and yeah, yeah I mean, are, it's a little bit weird over there, but you know, people are very opinionated. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, and here's fine. the thing: yeah. I don't mind a constructive comment, but most of the time they're just plain like rude. It's like, really? Yeah, that's, yeah. that's the internet. So yeah, so well, I'm mostly... here's, the, here's here's the thing: I feel like most most normal people, and I use the word normal loosely. <laughs> obviously but most people if they don't care for something they don't usually take the time to do anything same it. so it's like if you took the time to log in and fucking leave a hate comment like <laughs> i don't know like what are you doing like, what are you like, it's, it's, <laughs> like i don't have time to do that when i when i see something that sucks or like i hate it i'm like that fucking sucks and then i just go to the next thing like i don't <laughs> yeah I don't, I don't need to like tell the person like hey guy that shit sucks. Like, to be honest with you, giving something no attention is worse 
if you really hate it. So I, I don't really know what what's up with that. That's not something I do, but people do that on the interwebs. So I, don't I know. never yeah. ever do that. People love to do that unless I, it's I like privately between a friend, like in a private Discord ah, conversation. That's like that's I'll different. rant and we'll share opinions, but like I would never do it to the person or in public. That's just inappropriate. Well, I mean, I just don't have time. I mean, I just don't have time. It's that simple. Like I can't go through like a bunch of artists that I follow and be like. Bro, that shit sucks. <laughs> you're slacking. You're slacking. You're yeah. slacking. Like, that's not a thing that I would ever do. Yeah. There's, there's a lot of times when I'm at conventions and stuff, I'll finally get away from my table long enough to go look around the artist alley and see what yeah. everyone else is working on. And there'll be some really fucking amazing artists and some artists that clearly have a long way to go. And yeah. for those artists that have a long way to go, I never in... My never on my worst day of my life would no. I ever look at them and be like, "Brah, this shit sucks ass." Okay. Like, no, I would you know, never, it, 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 never, because you know what? Like, it's a long, lonely journey, and they're at the beginning. Yeah. And yeah. like, I just honestly, like, they could probably change three or four times the path of their own career. They and will. You know what? They're yeah. at that table though, Here's and what that su- is more than ninety nine point nine percent. Thank of you. Will ever Thank do. you. They're already yeah. trying harder than so many and fucking it, And it's nerve-wracking, and it's hard, and I get it. Like, Here's... no, I do see artists that I don't like, though, sometimes that they're, like, ripping people off and shit. But you know what? They'll, fi- they'll figure it out. They'll figure it out, yeah. They'll figure it out. It's not, gonna, it's not gonna work out for them, but they'll have to learn that lesson, that's all. How do you yeah. feel about the exception? For example, if one of... If an artist who's new, and it's obvious, and they're asking you for critique and help, and... It's like it for me. It's almost like I can't really help them because the stage mm. they're at is not far along that, enough. That's you just hit it on the head. But like, they beg, kind of. It's like I feel bad. Yeah. I want to help, and then I'm like overly critical. It's like I'm. There's too much here that I can't unpack it in a simple way. There is fundamental like, <laughs> things here that you need to work on before I can even give well, an that's opinion. Well, that's that's the right word. That's the right word. Fundamentals. Okay. <sighs> yes. Fundament- yes. Fundamentals. Okay. So here's the thing. This is the thing: is that when you're a kid, and when you're when you're learning, you are really hyped on some shit that influenced you, and like that's we all go through this. This mm-hmm. is whatever, right? You're like a copycat, like mm-hmm. several times before you before you finally have something that is somewhere in between that you can call your own. Like this is normal. It's hard. It's hard to find your style. It's ner- nerve wracking, and it never you never really stop finding it. It's like constantly changing. Of it's course, a process, right? This is the path of every single artist who ever lived, and it's just how it is. But when you're at that early stage where you're kind of like lost in the sea and you're just trying things and throwing things at the wall, you tend to ignore the fundamentals, the fundamentals of art, which are basically set in stone. And honestly, in order to, the longer you avoid wrestling with the fundamentals, I'm not saying you have to master everything. I'm saying that you have to at least acknowledge that better people than you have come before and did all the hard work Mm. for you to ignore them outright because you think it's boring or you don't want to waste your time, blah, 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 blah. But then whenever you run into these issues, you you kick and scream because you're having trouble with X, Y, Z. Like, look, we all have like soft spots where we need to do work and that's normal. And we always will. It's a process. It's a, it's a, it's a journey, but there are people who simply refuse to study the fundamentals Mm-hmm. And those people think that art is a trick and it's a shortcut and it's a hustle and that there's a shortcut, but they also in deep down want to be quote unquote great. 
Phil, you know, I'm sorry. And, but and, like, if, and if you criticize, if you criticize the mistakes, they're like, well, that's just my style. Uh, no, yeah, no, 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 it's no, not. It's, it's it. not. No, it's bullshit. <laughs> that, but, that, but this is this is this is the sign of an amateur, well, and uh, they have to get through that. And yeah. the only way to get through that is by people being dicks to them. Here's so, something like in that, a constructive way. Here's like something that I went through as a young artist on the topic of they think there's a trick, they think there's just some magic. I always used to be super obsessed with specific artists and I'm always like, ooh, what brush did they use? And like, mm. I'll get the brush and mm-hmm. it looks like dog shit. <laughs> I'm like, oh, that's not Because you don't have their hands. Time. Exactly. Because you don't have their hands and you don't have their brain. Exactly. So it doesn't matter. The tools are tools. Tools don't yeah. matter at all. If there's no Tool- magic bullet that's suddenly going to make you Plus, an amazing... You only, you know, yeah, you only know how to get the... the you only know how to whittle down the, the tool set that you prefer once you get through all the fundamentals. It took, so it, you're, it doesn't yeah. matter what brush you fucking use. And it took me so long to get over that too like i wish i could go back yeah. in time and punch myself yeah. in the face like oh, dude, yeah. it doesn't matter if they're using photoshop or sai or corel painter it doesn't matter you just need it's to pick you're looking one. for an edge yeah you're, you're looking, looking for an edge and it took me and, so and long it. to get over it so if, if people that's, have this if that's you please just fucking move away from that it doesn't matter just study yeah. This is this is honestly the thing is that when you're young and some some people die thinking this and they don't succeed at anything and they don't they don't understand they were just taught wrong it's not really their fault okay art is not special it's not magic there's Mm -hmm. no difference between the best artist you've ever fucking seen and a plumber they both do functional scientific things that serve a purpose in our society being a doctor and being an artist are the same fucking worth it's the people that think that art is less and low or the people, even worse, the people who think art is somehow better than the other thing. These people are in trouble and they need to correct their path. And you spend your youth usually with these false beliefs because your parents told you you're special. Okay, like the thing is, is like you have to see it as a craft that's the same as cleaning shit from a toilet. I'm not <laughs> I'm not even being like funny really because if you don't take what you're doing seriously, okay, to the point where you see it academically, you cannot improve. If you think it's a magic trick that happens when you're emotionally ready to draw. If you see it like that, if you don't understand how to sit down and trick yourself into drawing, it's going to be a rough ride. It is It is an academic, scientific practice of your simulating the world that you see and reinterpreting with your hands and your mind. Um, it is It is quite scientific, okay? And when you when you learn academically drawing and things like this, it, it, whether it's in school or on your own, you, you will often see the Renaissance masters as being cited, one of those being Da Vinci, who is basically a fucking scientist. So... To backwards engineer reality to be able to, on command, trick people into thinking that they're seeing these things, it's scientific. It's not magic. It's not special. Okay, It's just a skill that you learn, like any other thing, like being a mechanic or, or whatever. Okay, Having this objective approach will help young artists accept their huge blunders and failures and things that don't work. Because like any other thing, you, you have to fail to get to the place you want. You can't expect 
some magic thing to come over you and just like it just happens it's just it's not that fucking way mm. there, there's no such thing as artist block there's such thing as procrastination and you don't want to fucking sit down and force yourself to draw okay that's that's what there's such thing as okay artist block is i'm scared of the process because i don't understand how my mind works okay Writer's block and artist block is the same. It's just, no, you need to sit down and you need to make a some shitty drawings. <laughs> That's what you need to do. And it's unfortunate in the moment that you're like, oh man, this just all sucks. But guess what? If you just keep pushing, you'll get to something. But the answer is not to just say that I have an artist block or something. Like, it's not It's not a solution. So again, I, I feel like honestly, it's a mentality thing. So it's just a mentality thing. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway. <sighs> Tirade over! <laughs> Exclamation um, point! Fuck, there was something else I was going to say, but I don't remember what it was. Um, it must not have been important. Hizzy, what was the... Uh, you want to wrap up with that final thing from Puerto, and then we're... Yeah, I don't think we've, done, we've answered this one, and it's from June 11th. So... What? It's, it's kind of interesting. Okay. The question is from Puerto203. What is your take on when companies like Blizzard tell fans not to create not safe for work art of their content and taking legal action sometimes? He says, should artists respect game slash movie creators wishes or should those creators be more accepting of not safe for work fan art? I think they should just be more realistic that if you create a thing, other people are going to create derivative works of that thing, whether you like it or not. Yeah, that's kind of my like fucking reality check if you release a hot girl design from, and, and blizzard learned this quick they they do this shit all the time it's i think it's more like a pr stunt than anything else it is but i know they, what there's no say, way they, there's no way they don't actually believe yeah they, there's no way they actually believe when they first did overwatch and people started you know drawing lewds of their stuff like there's no fucking way you're shutting that down ever they tried at first but it's only a pr move they did the same exact thing with world of warcraft yeah, if and anything, it, it points more like, traffic at it. It, it so. lasts for like a month, and then it never comes up again, unless there's like a big, you know. Like, for well, example, well, poor Rex had a guy who would not stop tweeting, you know, the little noisy guy. And then poor yeah. Rex got DC Made Hard by Blizzard. But Rex, Rex has been around since the freaking Dark Ages. Like, he's been doing this for as long as I've been doing this. It well, was, that's the best publicity you could ever have. It doesn't. I mean, it's the best. It's the best. I don't know. Well, was no, Rex honestly, I wish I was banned. Ban me. I ban me, please. Like don't. be an be be public enemy. Like that's great. What do you mean ban you though? Because his entire no, livelihood like, was was sustained by Blizzard IP. All right. Well, there's the whole diversity thing. Yeah. Diversify. Thing. That's, <laughs> yeah. that's 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 yeah. I have to say about that. That's the problem. Like okay. Well, he took that's his. That's a mistake, but in my opinion, but listen, okay, in the 80s, during the satanic panic, when Slayer would put out a record <laughs> and it would get banned, yeah. guess what everybody would fucking do? Go out and buy that Slayer record. Yeah. Okay, so listen, when someone, there's no such thing, the worst thing that could ever happen is you're just ignored. Yes. Okay. If someone yes. hates you, that's great. That's just as good as if someone doesn't like. Yeah, but you, if someone loves you, it's the same thing. I, it's the same fucking thing. But here's the thing with Slayer. Like, yeah, people ran out and bought their record, but 
Yeah. People can't run out and buy Rex's. Nice. So yeah, that's kind of the I, shitty. It is more complicated. It's, yeah. a, it's more uh, shitty. Here, here's the thing, though. Rex, you're talking about uh, a 3D artist, right? Yeah, yeah. Is that th- so am I correct in assuming he was using pre-built assets? I don't know. I cannot confirm. I don't know. Uh, as someone who understands 3D pipelines and has done 3D work, there's, there's a high likelihood that he used them as base assets but had to modify them very heavily to get them to work yeah yeah i'm sure okay now he now here's my follow-up to that yeah if you are an artist and you're going to do a derivative work of some you know parody fan art whatever these are all derivative works but if you're going to draw lewd fan art or whatever if you're drawing it as in you are coming up you're doing this from scratch then you have a certain amount of leeway as far as the law is concerned. You have that parity law in effect. If you are taking a pre-built asset that the company made, as in source, I'm looking at you, source filmmaker. If you're taking that and then doing something with it against the company's wishes, technically, yes, that's still a derivative work, but you're using a property as in the physical, or, or in this case, digital assets that the company built to make that work then they, their lawyers have some footing to, like, they have ground to stand yeah, they on. Could, they could claim, like, d- uh, like damages yes. like, at that point legally. So, but here's, here's the thing, though. It's all bullshit. These companies, on an individual-by-individual individual basis, don't give a Yeah, damn. I was just going to say, they don't. This is a legal course. thing. This is, a le- this is about money. This is yes. a legal thing, okay? This is a legal thing, and it's nothing more than that. The, the whole Puritan fucking standpoint that they're taking is complete bullshit. And everybody knows this. Of course. Everybody fucking and I feel like this, the okay? whole thing with Rex only happened because someone was popping off. loud. Yeah. yeah. Like there was a yeah. squeaky yeah. wheel and it wouldn't stop. And that's why this happened. Because like I said, Rex has been around forever. So just this is like the worst advice, but it kind of means something. Just don't piss people off because you don't want a guy to go report you. Even though, like, yeah. I, I mean, think I think it's so stupid. I don't like it. saying that. Like yeah. I said, that is the shittiest advice. But like, I avoid controversial things because I don't want to fucking deal with the fallout. <laughs> yeah. But it kind of takes yeah. the fun out of it in a lot of ways. Yeah, everybody are, has lines where they're not going to cross. Yeah, just right. choose your path. There are certain properties out there. <laughs> Do you want to be I, shed I would... man? Be shed man. <laughs> Do I want to <laughs> be shed man? That. No. <laughs> No, but he can rock it. So I rock know, on. like I want to be. I envy him. We all wish we could be sad. Yes, man. yes, we do. But um, like there are certain properties out there that I avoid for the reasons you just stated. Like, could I do fan art of them? Yeah, would they be popular? Probably. But there's so many proven accounts of their lawyers going after people. Or, or their fan no- base. Or noisy people in the fan base that I'm just like, you know what? It's not worth yeah. <laughs> what the, the potential problems, you know? Like, think think of all the, <coughs> excuse me, all the drama that happened back when Tumblr was for real. Um, where people would draw something and then that fandom would just break them. You know, mm-hmm. like they would dox them or whatever. Like, that's scary shit. Oh, that thing that and, happened to And for nips. what? With the dream, what happened with the dream daddy thing? I think it was O'Nips. She did like gender bent dream daddies. Oh God forbid! Right, I think she was. Oh no! Bent. Yeah, like, People and I don't weird, even man. see why that. Mm. Anyways, we don't need to talk about. It. See, just yeah. be careful with what you do. <laughs> Have fun, but. It's the internet. Know what you're so getting into. People might be dicks. Well, people will be dicks. So just keep that in mind. Yeah. But yeah, as yeah, far I, as my I... opinion on Blizzard. They, you know, what? they know what they're doing. Whatever. 
It's whatever. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> My uh, opinion on Blizzard really, is whatever. If they really think they're going to have some of the most popular IPs on Earth, on the face of the planet and people not have their own fucking fiction with them, then I'm, I'm, I don't... Where have they been since the beginning of time? Like, what... How... Are they trying to stop human nature? No, they're not. Things? They like, don't, I don't care. Understand? Like that's ridiculous. Like we just, if anything, they don't care. If anything, I would argue that derivative works drive more traffic they towards do. the original content. You know. Well, look at the companies that don't attack their fans for it. Capcom doesn't do that. Yeah. Some game com- Japanese companies don't do that. There is a history of fan-made doujins and stuff like that, like coming out and like. The, the the Japanese companies are about bottom line, really, when you really think about it. They know that it doesn't eat into their sales because it doesn't directly compete with anything they have. Yeah. The thing is, Bl- Blizzard can claim that you're using assets or, or blah, 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 but they cannot claim that a competing product is being made because yeah. they don't make their own porn. So yeah. it doesn't make any sense. Like, they can't actually claim damages based on, like, well, you have the same product we have, but you're, but you're using our IP, so you're competing with... No. No. Yeah. Yeah. If anything, they'd be smart and fucking just do it themselves and make a lot of fucking money. But now, if somebody... If they so- obviously won't do that. If somebody came out with a source filmmaker-based game that was Overwatch, but all the models are nude, then yes, that's a competing that, product. Yeah, that's a competing And that will get thing. shut the fuck down immediately. That will get shut the fuck down, yeah. And, and yeah. like, I would expect it to. I would expect yeah. it to. Or anytime yeah. someone makes a fan project, uh, a fan game of a Nintendo property, the Nintendo shuts that shit down immediately. Yes, they do. But they are like Disney level. So it's like they're yes. going to do it. They can afford to attack you and have lawyers and blah, 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 blah. Yeah. But that, again, is a corporate move. I don't actually believe that the people that work in Nintendo feel that way because they don't. They no. probably toss off to the same fucking shit that the rest of them do. And yeah. this, is the, this is the thing is that people corporations will posture like they are puritanical but they just want money that there's no actual opinion it's just well, not a thing at the end it's of the day that's that, yeah. what a corporation does that's yeah, why they're a corporation course. you know of course of course anyone of course, that believes but, otherwise i'm sorry you're yeah, delusional just, <laughs> yeah have fun have fun with the rest of your life sucking and not understanding what's happening. <laughs> like, like, like have, have fun living in a state of ignorance. And, <laughs> and on that ignorance note, is bliss. It is. Yeah. It is. Plug me it into is. the Matrix, please. Yeah. Tell me wow. the steak in front of me is juicy and delicious. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. Anytime, someone, anytime someone fucking brings up cypher. anytime someone brings up the, the robot apocalypse they're like oh man the machines are coming for us I'm just like just plug me in I don't just, even care anymore plug me I, in please <laughs> get me away from this the, shit the, the, the truth is not worth it uh, <laughs> alright on that yeah. cheerful note I guess uh, I guess we're all we're all good here so um Thank you, Jang, for for joining us and and going on these tirades. It was really fun. You're welcome. (laughs) (laughs) I enjoyed it. Uh, Hizzy, you got any any parting words? Uh, I'm going to put you on the spot like I always do. Wear a condom. Yeah, that's good good advice. Use birth control. Look both ways. Look both ways before crossing the street. Like, I want to say that birth control is even more important just because, like, there's too many fucking children and, like, you, you should, like, not have 20 of them. <laughs> That's like, a different just, topic for a different yeah, time. A different <laughs> but, yeah. 
like one is fine. Like why you gotta have twenty? Anyway. Anyway, all right, guys. <laughs> <Anyway>. <laughs> have a, have a good one. We'll see you next time. See ya.